it's Vanessa Reyes here, and I'm inviting you on a journey of what it's like to co-create your business with God and drop the hustle mentality. Listen, I believe that in every season of business, you must up-level your faith and let go of the drama in your mind that's keeping you from using your God-given voice to build influence and become the businesswoman God designed you to be. Here, you'll feel like you're at church mixed with business school and your teacher, well, she's your best friend. This is the Less Hustle, More Faith podcast. Okay, so this is so interesting. I had absolutely no idea. I know that when you came to visit me in New York, you and I were sitting with tacos and having some little chit chats and I was really getting to know like you and your personal life and your story, your upbringing. And I was just so amazed to one, hear a little bit how we had some um, similarities in our childhood. But then now that I'm having this conversation with you, Lily, you're telling me that your parents actually had a little business. Tell me a little bit about that. (laughs) So they, I remember growing up and have my parents having like a Mexican candy store. Mm -hmm. It was an actual store. um, And it was kind of set up how, you know, how Party City has that one section with all the candies. Like you can just like grab them, grab Uh them and put them in a bag. So it's, it was kind of like that. So Um, like you would build your own bag of candy, like, but you said Dulceria, that's what they're called? Yes, it's a dulceria. Yeah, and it was in in uh, Pleasant Grove, and that's where we live. It was like five minutes from where we lived, um, and yeah, it was all four of my sisters running around that dulceria shop, and <laughs> my parents juggling that um, candy shop and also ministry wise, um, doing you know busy at church and things like that. But I. But when I started entrepreneurship, like, I didn't think about that till my sister was like, oh, you remember when our parents had, you know, the candy shop? I was like, yes. Like, what? <laughs> it's a, it's you know, crazy I'm like, how you what? forget about your childhood until, like, it shows up how history can, can sometimes repeat itself. Right. Because I'm thinking, like, nobody taught me to be, be a business owner. Like, I had to, like, make all these mistakes. I'm like, wait, I could have asked my parents. Like, What? <laughs> But it was so long ago, and th- you know, before we were teenagers, like they closed the shop. So I mean, it, I don't know how long it was that it was open, but I do vivid, vividly remember opening it and eating the candy, girl. Yeah. So you had like free candy like every day, or did your parents like restrict you guys from eating the supply? Girl, <laughs> we just went at it. <laughs> how cute! So your parents were pastors. They were ch- like at a church, like in Pleasant Grove. Uh, no, they were, we were actually in North Dallas, mm. pastoring in North Dallas, um, but we were in Pleasant Grove and, our, and that business was also in Pleasant Grove. Yes, I know it was, it was a lot. I don't know how they did it, but obviously it's, it's made me who I am today. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you saw your parents like go through? They were managing they were pastoring the church and then they ran the business and then they had the girls, all of you, is it five of you or four of you total? There's four of us total all about a year apart. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Bless your mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. So like I'm saying, like I didn't appreciate, I got one and I'm over here like apologizing to my mom for everything I did to her. You know? <laughs> she had four. <laughs> oh my goodness 
but you yeah. saw how much like it stretched them like you got to see like the struggle behind everything yes so I think you know the jobs like I mean even now we talk about it because it was a struggle even though they had a uh, you know different avenues of income or like you know trying to make it work there was four of us this was in the 90s and we still joke about it every time we talk about McDonald's all mm -hmm. four of us we shared a McChicken and we shared a small fry oh <laughs> my god and that was yeah it's like my dad was like you want my chicken okay I'm gonna cut it in half like you're not having a whole McChicken and you're sharing all y'all sharing a small fry like we still talk about that vividly now oh my and, gosh and it's part of the reason why I get Scarlett her own you know happy meal or whatever she wants like let's yeah. get her <laughs> yeah but you were like you didn't get to have that like you know what I just I'm curious because like my mom she was a single mom with me and my sister before my other sister came in the picture and I remember like being really mad that we had to share a stick of gum. <laughs> I was like, why are we this poor? <laughs> and I just, I kind of remember yes. like not being able to like go to the movies because that was just like, I, my parents were separated. So my dad, he was a hustler. Like he worked so hard. So when I did visit my dad, he was a little bit more established and he was just very like savvy um in cells and stuff so i i kind of mm. get that from him right but um when i was there like in McAllen, when i would visit him i got to go to the movies we got to go to restaurants and i would just savor it because i knew that when i came back from the summer to my mom's like we would go the whole school year without going to the movies with we did go to taco bell we did actually get like like real whole tacos like i'm like <laughs> shocked right now that you had to share a kid's meal with your sisters like like i thought i had it hard <laughs> i thought we were experiencing some hard times but y'all really did like i but sometimes i was so appreciative and of my mom's hard work but then there were moments i remember my childhood where i felt embarrassed or i felt like this isn't fair did you ever have those moments yeah i i did have those moments and i feel like i was i'm the third of four right so the oldest i think we all had like our little stages you know the oldest she was just like oh i can eat more like once we start getting older like yeah. you know stuff like that. but me and the youngest one were like oh no i still got to share everything we shared a stick of gum too i remember that one like can i have some she's like <laughs> oh my gosh the 90s was rough like if you had <laughs> if you could handle the 90s like you literally can handle anything that entrepreneurship tries to throw your way I think that my childhood has also helped me be like so resilient in my business. Like I don't get offended when people tell me no, where I know that so many people are so afraid to hear that, that I've heard that my whole life. So it was like, eh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I think with hardship in our childhood really does set us up and we don't think about, I mean, now we think about all the trauma right but at mm. first we didn't see it as trauma we're like man this yeah. helped us so much you know by the time i was 11 12 my parents got divorced mm. so then that was another struggle you know having yeah. to balance all of that so i mean just a testimony of like what god is even doing in our lives through that the separation of our families having to be in two households type thing still stand here and be like god is good mm. you know that's a testament in itself and yeah. I think 
he's been showing out in our lives even though in, in season we didn't realize that girl that's a word yeah. I'm telling you like I didn't grow up in church I had no idea like really who God was my grandma wasn't was like really involved but she was Pentecostal and she spoke Spanish only and I grew up second generation so I only was I only knew English and when I saw my grandma she was in McAllen so I only saw her in the summer and we would mm -hmm. go to her church and it was Pentecostal in Spanish. I had no, so they were speaking in Spanish. <laughs> so they were like throwing themselves on the floor and like wrapping themselves with a little napkin. I don't know. They had like a little napkin they would throw on them. I don't know, like a handkerchief or something. Yeah. And I'm such a jokester. And because of my like past trauma, like I would use like humor as like a coping mechanism. So when right. I would experience something weird, I would make jokes about it. So I would get my sisters and I was like, throw yourself on the floor. And I would, they, and I was like, start shaking. <laughs> I was so bossy because I was the oldest. And I was like, start oh, shaking. Yeah. And we were just cracking jokes. I had no idea who God was. And so later on, like, I see what you're saying. Like, I, his hand was in everything. Like, he has already had such beautiful plan laid out for me. So like, while I was going through all this hardship, he was just preparing me for like, what he's already prepared for me. And it was just... It's just so beautiful to like go back to your childhood and pull out like all these moments where his hand was touching those moments. And here I am making jokes about it, but like he was in all of it. It's just so yeah. amazing. And I mean, we, we've learned that now, like because of like those hardships and things like that now in our lives today, we're like, man, we can do this or like a really hard, tough time comes, you know, or like, man, it's really, I'm really struggling here. Like we now can look back and like, man, we can stretch this. Like we can do this. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep going. Like, you know, and that's just part of life, but it's because of, you know, past moments that we're able to do that now and in, in our business, you know, not give up on it first year, you know, yeah. <laughs> tell us about your like struggle with like clay co like in those beginning months because you technically started like clay co um well just tell us a story about india and then the pregnancy and then how like clay co came to life yeah so i started um in 2019 started making earrings for girls that i was um mentoring like overseas and just some friends that i had um i was a soccer coach back in india so I had this group of girls um, and in that part of the world, you know, they don't leave the house without earrings, without their bangles and nose rings and mm. toe rings, you know? So yeah. I was like, I have to make them something like, I've, I've always been a DIY. If I see something like, could I make that? You know, yeah, <laughs> so like, bad. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I started like, oh, maybe I'll make them a necklace or earrings or something. And so I ended up learning how to make earrings there um, and um, with clay. And so making them, giving them out to the girls um, out there. And it was so cool just to see them on them or like to even see that I made earrings. You know, I had never created earrings before. Um, and so I did that, but it was like, at towards the end of us coming back to the U.S. So once that happened, I came back to the U.S. Well, I had a whole bunch of earrings that I was making mm -hmm. and I was giving them to my sisters and stuff. And so when I came back, she's like, oh, you should keep making them. And at that time, and I was like, man, you know, what? I need to raise funds to continue like sending overseas. Like I want to continue doing that. Yeah. And so that's what really motivated me to even start like, like taking pictures of them and like posting yeah. them. Um, to send funds overseas 
So with that, but I had already had like a vision and I had like a mission statement, what I want to do and give money overseas. And so that's how light clay started. And it's through like the verse in Jeremiah that says light clay in the hands of the potter. And that's who you are in my hands. And so that's how that initiated um, and how light clay started from overseas to bringing it here with just the vision of, you know, women in mind Mm -hmm. and giving back to um, the work that was going on overseas. And then, so when you got here, you were pregnant with Scar or how, like, like, were you working, like creating the earrings here and you like got pregnant or like what, how did that, cause it started before Scarlett was born, right? Yes, it started um, before Scarlett was born. Now we came back to the US uh, August of 2019. So mm-hmm. we came back August of 2019. Um, girl, by September, I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't waste no time. <laughs> no. As soon as I got, as soon as I landed, girl, I got girl, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, can you tell me really quickly? Because I just want to like paint this picture. Like, what was like the living conditions there? And then coming back here, like, <laughs> did that did you feel a little bit more free like I was like okay let's get pregnant or like what happened what was going on because you you were there for like a contract right and then it ended yeah so we were there for a year um there in India and then once that time ended you know we had to come back and renew visas if we wanted to go back Mm -hmm. you know so we have to renew all that paperwork so that's why we came back and have been on that journey to go back since then but I was as soon as we came over, we're like, you know what, we're going to be here for about a year, you know, until all those processes, uh, visa process and paperwork and stuff like that I have to go. So we're like, we have a year. Mm-hmm. You want to get pregnant? Get and so, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. did. That's exactly what happened. So yeah, we, as soon as we got back, I got pregnant, but I was still like in the beginning stages, like, you know, making earrings for friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I started posting on Instagram um here and there but of course I was pregnant I was tired all the time so this was say like I knew by August November I mean no September got back in August got pregnant about September October and then yeah November we like announced it but mind you that's six months before pandemic like really hit so so then you know March 2020 comes and I'm there five months pregnant six months pregnant Mm. um and so that slows the whole world down Mm -hmm. and so now I'm feeling guilty like should I still post these earrings like people are losing their jobs like yeah I feel like every business went through that I know like I shared a little bit in my last interview about like that 2020 the beginning it was just I would didn't know what to do either in my business that I mean I was a new business owner too and I had just left my nine to five so I was like ah but okay, so you're back. So, you know, Scar, you're pregnant with Scar, you launch the business, you kind of go through that pandemic fearful, and then you you give birth to Scar. And at this point, you're starting to build a, a name for yourself, right? The business is starting to grow. Yeah. And then I met you in November of 2020. And I yes. know that when we worked together, um, we were all about like building your message, like getting that brand out there. And it was more of that than like, you know, social media. It was more of your messaging. I would have to say you're like the first client 
where I fell in love with messaging. Like when I realized like that was where I wanted it to be known for. Like I always was helping clients with marketing and sales, but it wasn't until I had you like in front of me so open, like you were just so open to like whatever I need to do, Vanessa, <laughs> just tell me what to do. And I was just like, let's work on your messaging. Let's work on the brand. Let's talk about what do you, what is like Clay Coat about? And then you were like, so tell us a little bit about Co. I don't want to mess it up, but like, what does Co stand for in Like Clay Co? So it stands for Courage, Confidence, and Community. That's oh the the Co and Like Clay Co. And I'm still very much about that. Not just community, like based like with me and my tribe, people mm -hmm. that are not just following me, but like also become customers and friends. Mm -hmm. Like that's everything to me. And I hear it once and over again, like, oh, this girl asked me like where I get my, or that she likes, she likes my earrings. I shared your page. And then we started talking. And then, you know, I don't know, we're like having coffee next to each other at coffee shop talking about earrings, you know? And so it's just like that, it gives you that boost, like, oh my gosh, somebody complimented with my earrings, you know? Yeah. And then I made a friend out of it, you know? Like, what? It's like your earrings are conversation starters, but really what they are, are they're the beginning of fellowshipping. And yes. I remember, this is crazy because I'm getting full circle. I remember having a session with you back in 2020, like towards the end of 2020, where you had mentioned, I envision people sharing, like buying a pair of earrings, shipping it to someone, letting them know. And then that starts like some type of friendship, like, or they connect back together. Because I know it was about connectivity for you as well. And yeah. now you're seeing it full circle like people are really having these relationships that started from a pair of earrings yeah oh definitely i'm getting goosebumps yeah. and i would literally take some things like to assemble um like some earrings and i would go to a coffee shop starbucks or whatever and i'm there assembling stuff and they're like what do you make it you know uh -huh. and i was like oh i'm making earrings and it wasn't just like oh like i want to get my business out there like mm -hmm. i'm like literally meeting people and just like wow. oh i do this or you know people working from starbucks and so we start sharing what we work in and it's literally some people that i have followed to this day and still talk to constantly people that i met at starbucks and I was making my earrings and they were working on, you know, a schoolwork or, you know, yeah. some, an email. So, oh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea that you were doing this, but I always think of marketing this way. Like if you really want to get out there, like just get out there, like be creative and like being of service, like just being out there, just being open, being available and like not being closed off. Like God will always send you the right people at the right time like you just have to be obedient to that and i feel the same way too like when i first started my business i didn't know what to do i just knew that i needed to do some type of speaking to like you know so that people can build like trust with me but i wasn't a speaker i came from like the admin world <laughs> so i was like you know, <laughs> people just looked at me like when when are you gonna fill the next coffee jug like like you know what i mean like no one ever saw me as an authority figure they saw me as the help <laughs> So I had to like trick my mind for a second of like, or not trick my mind, but just really step into that authority that God has already gifted all of us with and just say like, hey, I can't, I'm not a speaker, but I could host a workshop 
and I don't really have an agenda, but I'm just going to open up the conversation for anybody to speak. And that's how yes. I started was just like meetups, like, hey, let's just talk. Let's talk about one topic and then see what happens from here. And then you'll just be amazed to see like what could really transpire from your openness, openness and willingness to just be yes. present. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, this is so good, Lily. Okay, so you wanted to go back to India, but then the pandemic hit. So then what? Yeah, I think that's when the pandemic came. We're like, well, the borders were closed. Where there's no way to go back um, right now. You know, they're not even letting anybody in. Can't apply for a visa anymore. Everything's a stop. Mm. So, you know, my husband was like, okay, well, you know, you keep doing what you're doing, you know, I, we'll just figure it out. And I, and it, it wasn't that that motivated me to like keep working on like, because I was very much still working. I just didn't know how I was going to now like go back. Cause you know, my plan at first, cause it wasn't like, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm gonna start a business. It was more like, Oh, I'm gonna give back mm -hmm. giving all proceeds overseas while I'm making these, you know, earrings. Um, and then I obviously fell in love with it. But yeah. I couldn't go back to India. I was like, I'm not going to go back anytime soon, you know, mm -hmm. now. So what what do I do? And I think that's when we started the conversation um, with you and like, you know, trying to further my business and, you know, establish it in more of just a hobby. Like, I'm like, girl, this is not a hobby. This is, I'm like, for sure, making hundreds of earrings at this point. Yeah, I feel like... You, I want to say that one time you and I had a DM conversation, but like once you created that message, you basically like tripled your your income like in one month, right? It just took I did. Off. It did, yeah. Oh my god! And I, you know, and I think you really showed me like the message is very important because I was trying to shy away from like you know what happened, how I started. I was just like, oh, cute earrings. Anybody want to buy? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like a garage sale, like, girl. <laughs> Like, like a lot me. of people think it's just like I just want to show my work. I just want to show my work. Even service-based businesses, like yeah. they just feel like social proof, social proof, social proof. And this is important marketing, but really, what's going to connect people is to is that connection between the value. Like they need to yes. like your your customer, your ideal client needs to feel like they are aligned to the values you have, and that's going to come through the story and the message that you're sharing. Right. And I think that was very pivotal in my business, like sharing my story, sharing how I started, why I started. Um, and, you know, it's a big part of not just, you know, how I started, but my why, you know, mm. and like, I don't want to ever forget that why. And it's, I think it's brought me to where I am now, just continue remembering myself of the why of those that are buying, those that are following me and buying. But uh, even beyond that, it's like still trying to go overseas. Like people are like, oh, so she's not going overseas. She has a business. It's flowing. Like that. That's it. Like she's good. I'm like, no, no my heart's still to go back. You know. Yeah. Um. We're just waiting for the the you know the borders okay. to be open. Yeah. So right. So you came to New York recently because you were um, attending a conference and we were mm -hmm. chatting about India. So you're going back like in two months now, right? Yes. Ah. Yes. What are so you looking forward to? The food. <laughs> uh, the, the food. Definitely the food. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I'm going to like a different 
part of India this time around, but still like northern food is probably the best food. Oh, I hope nobody from the south is hearing this, but <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But um, North Indian food is like really good. So I'm excited for the food. I think um, I think I'm excited for Scarlet to know like a place that we got to love, you know, like yeah. we lived there for a year. My husband went before we even got married, before we were dating. Oh, yeah. Let's share the story of like how you and your husband met. And how you guys ended up in India. (laughs) I know. So he he went first in 2014. He went with the professor from school, went out there for about a month. It was during the summer. Um, I think it was summer of 2014 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we met shortly after. Um, But when we met, he, you know, we were both in in college and out in Waxahachie. Um, But he was you know, debating what he was going to do, whether he was going to go back to India or just go overseas. Because at that point, when we had already like started like dating, he had mm-hmm. been in South Korea. So he was like, man, I really want to go back to back to South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but then girl, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go overseas. Like, because I had done some, some, you know, global work, like in Central America, like going to help churches and stuff like that. But I was like, man, I don't know. Let me, let me try to see somewhere. Um, else so I had actually applied to like go overseas go live overseas for some time and then when I told Christian we weren't engaged or anything at the time Uh he was like oh wait hold on let's go together girl (laughs) he wasn't trying to lose his honey how long had y'all been dating at this time when we had when I had no when I applied I, I know your husband so I could just imagine his face yes <laughs> you ain't living without me honey I know well I had applied to like go and live overseas before we started dating mm. but it's like a long process there's so many things yeah. that you have to submit so with that within that waiting time we started dating and within like I think five months in I was like hey I think you know, I just got to prove, like, I'm about to go overseas for some time. And he was like, put a pause on it. Let's go together. <laughs> so you could do that? Like, you could put a pause and then, like, get his paperwork done and everything? Yes. Mm. So that's what we ended up doing, um, putting his, my paperwork just on pause. He started, then we got married, and then Aww. they joined our accounts together to, like, Aww. you know, go together. So, I mean, we, we met in college, and we both knew, you know, we were both working in ministry helping people and things like that um but I was like I'm gonna live overseas like I it's just it's something I want to do I need to do um but there's a sports academy out there that invited my husband and so he's a basketball coach and I had played soccer for eight years so I was like I can teach soccer you know like so we ended up going and helping a sports academy out there um in India so that's how we ended up in India and lived there for a year it was it was, I mean, we had only been married a year at that time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we we're just like both still trying to navigate like, oh, it's our first time living. Marriage, right? Yeah, first time in marriage and then living overseas um, and having two separate schedules because we're two different, wow. you know, departments and stuff. But no AC girl. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it was, it was so hot, no AC, no we had friends on. in India? Wow. Yeah, 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 because it, it just costs so much to get a little AC unit, so we just did it without it, um, 
but yeah but I mean it was just part of our journey and then we're like crazy enough to say yeah we'll go back <laughs> yeah with Scarlett like you wouldn't you wouldn't go back you're like yes and then you know came back tried to do the paperwork to go back pandemic happened put us on pause but we had our baby girl in the in the time so we're mm-hmm. excited about that and I think what I'm most excited about yes the people and I you know we get to uh, be in a different country and everything um, and back with the people that we love, the place that we love, but just seeing Scarlet for the first time, experience all that. Mm. I think we're very excited to, and a lot of people are like, aren't you scared? Or like, I was born a pleasant girl. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> I was born a pleasant girl. <laughs> girl no, I'm not I scared. Mean, <laughs> I like, I tell you all the time, I joke around, like I'm from Oak Cliff and I still, I'm scared to go to Pleasant Grove by myself. <laughs> oh my god it's like no the cops are always in our neighborhood I am not scared like at all I'm so excited to see her explore and see and meet new people and people to meet her um I think I'm excited about that yeah I want to talk about like the conditions of like driving over there because you didn't have a car back then like how are you gonna get places with Scar like do you have to like take her like in a stroller like walking around or how is that in North India um, where we're going to be, I mean, they don't even use car seats, girl, um, so the, because the roads are so bad. Like people don't drive over 20 miles an hour, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. But, uh, no, we're actually aren't going to get a car, um, because we're, it's just a big loophole there, but we're going to have scooties. So it's like a little moped. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so we, we, we had a moped on it with a little helmet. Yes. That. <laughs> We would see little two-year-olds, like little babies, like literally holding onto their mom's shirt as they're going (laughs) around. And it's like, it's going to be an adjustment for sure, but I think she'll she'll be fine. She'll um, enjoy it. But yeah, we're going to have a little moped and that's how we'll get around town. And then um, you guys, are you guys going to be there for a while, like at least a year or you don't know? Um, we'll be there for sure. Two years is our commitment. Um, but we have also the opportunity after those two, two years to renew for another year. So we could possibly be out there for three years total. Wow. Um, before we renew and like stay longer, you know, because we could also always like renew and continue going back um, for, you know, as long as we want. But for right now, our commitment is, is the two to three years oh. that we'll be there. So, yeah, I was like, Scarlett is two. She'll probably be four or five before she comes back. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like so amazing. Sees family. But I don't, I, you know, it's just, God's awesome because I started this in India. And uh, thankfully, I now I get to take it back, you know, yeah. and take it back and pour into other women, help them learn how to make earrings and, you know, so, sustain themselves through jewelry making and, um at first you know we were like you're going back so like what happened to like clay i'm like girl he's going with me i ain't leaving this. yeah <laughs> you know? that is so really... crazy so you're gonna be able to like would you be able to hire women from india to like help support the business yes oh my so that's goodness. that's the the plan get over there and um uh hopefully employ women get to know our neighbors and stuff and employ women um and help them you know just in the business but um hopefully I inspire them and they make their earrings and they can sustain themselves through this you know like that'd be a dream because what you know 
women, especially widows um, or women that don't have husbands, it's really hard for them because, you know, it's such a male dominated country. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a man taking care of you, like what you're doing, you know, like Mm -hmm. society is looking at you. Um, So society is looking at you in that sense. So I just, you know, hope to employ women and in that time, you know, purpose of like, yeah, not just being labeled as a widow, but also be like seen as yeah, like an entrepreneur or like, yeah, or like even be able to provide jobs. That's such a big Mm. thing to be able to provide jobs for women. Like, gosh, it's so good. I'm all about it. Cause you know, they, you know, their whole purpose in life, quote unquote, is to be a mother, you know, to take care of their homes Mm -hmm. and I'm all for it. Yes. And amen. But um, for those women that aspire to have a job that want to work, you know, things like that, that want to help their families um, to be able to do that. I think that's going to be, you know, a goal of mine. Oh, I love it, Lily. It's crazy how everything just full circle, like this started off as you just wanted to give a gift to the girls that you were discipling to let them know that they were loved and that you're going back and Mm -hmm. that turned into this business that you get to have for not just yourself but to teach your daughter and now to employ women in India take it there show them what it's like to build sustainability and 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 then just kind of be open to like whatever God does right like it's just so beautiful to see you an obedient woman to just be open to do yes. whatever he says and whatever he's called you to do i love that yeah Let i'm excited see, before we end this i i'm for the woman that's listening to this episode and she's thinking like well like how do i know i'm being called like what how would you describe that feeling of like I knew I'm being called to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't, like you were saying in the beginning of the episode, like you didn't know what entrepreneurship was really about. Like, how did that calling feel for you? Yeah, and I, I think you know, it's important to know that um, our business or our uh, purpose in life isn't for everyone, but it's for someone you know and once you find that someone you know someone's following you or looking at you or you're you hear like oh I I look up to you or you know things like that and that nature like you don't need everyone to affirm you you know but you know there's one person looking at you and um you know cheering you on and things like that but I think you we all have uh such a divine purpose on earth um and whether we feel it at the time or not mm-hmm. we're now navigating years later what mm-hmm. god is doing mm-hmm. you know yeah. so whether we feel that we have a purpose um it goes beyond feeling that because you should know that you do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. whether we see fruit now or later baby girl we're gonna see it yeah you know? oh. so sometimes we have to have that like that patient like god i really don't know what you're doing it is really hot over here like i'm <laughs> i have no these friends <laughs> we ain't got no ac my oven goes off every three minutes i'm trying to bake these earrings and like now like wow. seeing you know god just you know do his 
thing and girls you know women message me all the time like how do you do this or how do you do this with your earrings and I'm over here like sharing tips and tricks like I do not care you know like go and flourish girl like (laughs) I don't see it as competition so seeing that and like women you know being so confident like man these earrings really made a difference to now trying to go back to India employ women give them a sense of that purpose and like Mm -hmm. that they can also make you know their own money or things like that like yeah I didn't feel that three years ago yeah I didn't see the purpose in that but you know we just have to confide that there is purpose um and we will see it um um, and we will feel it and so I just you know for the woman that's listening like how do I know how do I know don't give up yeah don't give up good because in those first three years I just passed the three-year mark too it's like those first three years, it's like, you know, like you feel like there's purpose in what you're doing. But like you said, the fruit, you don't see the fruit so much in that beginning. And it's like, you know, it's coming, but it's you're there's a tug of war. Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? If, if it was from God, like, why is he not showing me clearly? And it's like, you got to be patient and you cannot be putting like, I feel like sometimes I put expectations on God, like, but you said, <laughs> but you said this, and how come you haven't showed me? Like, we don't, he don't roll like that. <laughs> no, right, like, no, right. you need to sit down and do what I told you to do. I'm going to show you the fruit when I'm ready to show you the fruit. And I love that you just painted that picture of it's hot in here, but I still got to bake these earrings. <laughs> like, girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I think even oh, like you've shown us, like you're, you've always, you're so open of like the struggle, right? And how you started and the decisions that you had to make for your nine to five. And it was tough. And you're like, God, like, I know you're telling me to do this, like, but what's going on? And but like, now you get to share that as a testimony to women who are literally going through that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's just those processes and like, man, it's such a test right now, but it's going to be a testimony. I just got to wait it out. Mm-hmm. um and so I think you've shown us that like over and over because you you're so open about that in your journey of entrepreneurship and like now women that are like struggling and on the struggle bus you're like sis I've been there and you're able yeah. to tell us like I've been there in details right <laughs> yeah <laughs> specifically specifically I like how you said the struggle bus is like you better put on that seatbelt honey because it's not going to just be one test yeah you're gonna be like yeah. I feel like every season is a test it's its own test it's its own testimony it's for mm-hmm. only a certain specific person that you're gonna help like yeah I love how you were saying about it's not about trying to affirm like your your testimony is like my testimony can can help one person in one area and it can completely transform somebody else in another because it's the timing it's the journey yeah. It's just what God is already doing. Maybe God already planted a seed. Somebody already watered it. And here I go just throwing that last water, that last yes. drop, and it's flourished. And it's like, we don't know. We don't get to say, like, what part of the journey that we're going to get to enter in. All we need to do is show up. All we got to do is trust him to do his good work through our patience, through our obedience, and our trust and faithfulness. And, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Oh, I got chills, Lily, just (laughs) hearing everything about what you've done with that one little whisper in your ear of like, make those girls some earrings and like, look at where you are today. It's incredible. I'm going to be praying over your business when you go to India that you can employ many women and that this business continues to grow. 
Yes, girl. Thank you. Thank you. So